Hey guys, this is Editor Matt. I wanted to let you guys know that Casey's setup had some issues which caused his microphone to shake a little bit. So you will be hearing that lovely noise throughout the podcast. Now back to your regularly scheduled episode. What's up guys and welcome back to Paint Bravely, the podcast where you can find a little bit of encouragement, discover new ways to make your hobby more fun, and most importantly, learn to paint bravely. Now we've got quite a lot today actually. I think we talked about a whole bunch of stuff before we even hit record and it was kind of like maybe we should stop talking and hit record before we run out of all the good stuff to say. So if this episode turns out to be just a real, real crap episode, then that's why. Because we basically ran out of crap to talk about before hitting record. I don't think it'll I don't think it'll go that way. Anyways, Brent's got his drink. I think we're ready to go. Except it looks bad over there. So I'm gonna hand it over to you and find out what the hell's going on. Alright. Yeah, I've I've been doing this uh stupid gag the last uh-huh. few weeks of I'm you know, I'm opening up a new drink every time and digging into it while Casey's rambling away in the beginning here. And this time again, I've been going to gas stations now that I'm vaccinated and just buying and fuego nacho <laughs> chips and yeah anything with nitro or red hot whatever i've been buying like the most toxic of gas station food and i think it's funny to like you know get just weirdo drinks yeah. and i'm trying not to do any repeats here also but i got c4 energy twisted limeade carnos i mean awaken your super i mean it, it is <laughs> I mean, I mean, yes, it, it, it looks like an energy drink yeah. can. Like, it is. It's, a, it's C4 it, it on it. All, like, it's so explosive. It's a C4 <laughs> on it. It's beta power. Actually, I don't know about beta, beta power. power. I feel like that's probably. You mean alpha power? Yeah, you want the yeah. alpha power, but it's got it, Carnosin. I think that one's Carnosin. pretty good. <laughs> like, Carnosaur, but S-Y-N. Right. Like it's like Carnosaur synthesis. synthesis. Yeah, synthesis. Synthesized anyway, Carnosaur. Anyway, I cracked. I cracked this this can open. I poured it into a cup, and it looks it looks, it looks like water. Like yeah, Sprite. like it water Sprite. <laughs> it does say lemon lime, <laughs> and it tastes terrible. <laughs> well, that's a bummer. Um, but but anyway, let's let's get <laughs> it right. started. What, here, what have you been up so, to? Then? Um, I want to start this episode with a sincere apology to Dana Howell. Um, you know, when we were joking around about Hobby Streak, we said the only thing that could ever stop Dana is if she got hit by a bus. <laughs> and she did not get hit by a bus, but there was a situation uh-huh. where there were squirrels and one of her windows yeah. broke and fell on her and uh, she had to go to the yeah. hospital. Yeah. So we didn't actually no. want Dana to not. become injured and to stop her Hobby Streak. But the good news is she's on the yeah. bend. Yeah. Uh, the other good news is she did not stop no, her she, hobby what? streak. She's a on bit of, day a little bit of glass nine, injury, 10, and right surgery. Now. That's not going to stop Dana Howell from painting up some ghosty yeah, she boys. Pulled out, like <laughs> she pulled out some two D. Yeah, art. even better. Yeah, she's yeah. at the hospital <laughs> and she drew like Howell Castle uh-huh. or something. And I can't, I can't tell if it's watercolor or markers. I mean, it'd be or what, amazing it if it was awesome. watercolor, like in the hospital. It's awesome. <laughs> so. um yeah, we really were not trying to juice no. you, Dana. Uh, no. Congratulations on staying going strong with that hobby streak. Uh, I myself am on day like fifteen, sixteen mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, I've been I've been going a little bit easy with it. You know, I 
as long as I, I do something every day, I don't necessarily post every day, but as long as I know that I did do something You're still good. that yeah. day, then I'll I'll come back and I'll and I'll post a couple days later, be like, Yeah, I'm still I'm still going. I'm still going. But I like that. That's yeah. good. That's a good way to think about it. It's not too much pressure. But you, you're still top of mind, right? You got the, the hobby streak yeah. going. Yeah, you know, like some days, I mean, I, I generally do hobby every day. Yeah. But, you know, some days when like midnight is rolling around, I don't be like, oh, I got to get out of bed and go over and <laughs> right. post a picture on Twitter. Like, no, just know, you know, the hobby streak's got, still going. I know it's still going and I'll post again tomorrow or the next yeah, day. Yeah, to be fair, yeah. though, like all the best Goober Town tweets are at like three in the morning my time, which is like five, <laughs> six a.m. for you. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair enough, yeah. fair enough. So what have you been up to, Casey? Uh, I've been working on, mainly I've been building a diorama. That's right, which is weird for me, right? Out of left field. So I've had all these models like sitting around for a long time. I did some trades. I have like all these Tyranids and like Gene Stealers and stuff. Um, I think they're Gene Stealers, little four-armed little alien-looking fellas. Steel jeans, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like I've had all these sitting around and I've had some like, I have a just a stupid amount of Space Marines. So I thought I'll grab one of these old Space Marines I painted up a while back and, uh, you know, I'll build this cool diorama and I'll put that Space Marine on top and put a bunch of jean stealers trying to, trying to kill him or some such. And uh, yeah, that was my project this week. I've been working on that all week. And uh, I've I finished it. I did. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold it up because it's got LEDs. I can put LEDs in there. Oh, uh... yeah. It's it actually turned out like way better than I thought it was. Uh, I went to the dollar store, uh, picked up a whole bunch of materials, and then used some used models and just made a cool little little scene out of it. So. That's most of my week so far. I think the video, I mean, the video should be up, you know, by the time this podcast is up. So you, you will have seen it if, uh, you know, you care about such things. But uh, yeah, that's, right. that's been my, my main hobby this week. It's been good. Okay. Well, you said in the notes here that you've been buying a lot of LEDs. Like you're going hard on, is this what you mean? Sort of. So actually the LEDs... I found we're at the dollar store. It's like a battery pack with a with a line of like 30 LEDs. You can cut them down and they all still work, um, which is great for a buck, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I was thinking as I was putting this together, you know, like I just don't work with LEDs ever. And I thought if I'm going to, you know, because it looks cool. If I'm going to work with LEDs, maybe I might try something like buying a few hundred dollars in like uh green stuff world leds and you know the 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 what is it the the paint it's like conductive you know get just get oh, that conductive that. paint that you can then attach leds to how they do like huh, the star okay. wars legion lightsabers and all that stuff but there's a lot of cool stuff uh, that you can do and i'm just like you know i don't i should i should do that just because it sounds like a thing to do like you really want to go all out on some used model, just throw like twenty, thirty dollars of where the LEDs in there. <laughs> hey, as far as like hobby gimmicks mm-hmm. go, yeah, the LEDs are a good gimmick. So, yeah. yeah, see, yeah. see what you can do with them. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Jeremy had a, a Stargate video. I haven't a couple seen it. I've been waiting, waiting for a good like. I I don't have kids around. I just want to sit 
And you're like, yes, Stargate <laughs> video by Jeremy. <laughs> Unfortunately, the video is like, I remember I used to like that movie, Stargate. I think that was a pretty good movie. It was like Egypt and oh, stuff. Yeah. And, and no SG-1, no Atlantis, no universe, just... I mean, you got your Stargate movie, okay? And and to be fair, it, mm-hmm. there's, you know, it's it's fine. Like, I like it. It still holds up for me, like, because I used to watch it as a kid a lot. Um, Kurt Russell is the best in everything. So, you know, benefit of the doubt there. Um, the TV show, the first one, SG-1, like, I watched as an adult and liked it about as much as I like most Star Trek series. So mm-hmm. totally yeah. worth it right there. Um yeah, I don't know if there's any anything problematic about it these days. I don't I don't even know. I don't keep up on that. But <laughs> you know. Oh. Yeah, I mean so it was like late nineties that SG one came out and it was there was, you know, uh, Samantha Carter Carter, the one female on the team. Yeah. And I think there was a decent bit of harassment and like in some ways her character was a little like the strong smart female character yeah, a little bit, yeah. so there yeah. you know i mean they 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 were trying to break some tropes while entirely confirming them at <laughs> right. the same time that's but, a good point yeah i i yeah. do remember the doctor on that show um I like I've seen her in some other stuff. That's like Jan yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we're we're, we're way off. <laughs> Absolutely, here, but, but good for Jeremy making uh, a freaking we're, Stargate. We're gonna I'm gonna later, watch Casey. it. It's gonna it's gonna be a good time. But uh, so he used LEDs in that uh, project. I'm just bringing it back. Just bringing it back. He's he's using LEDs. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, he put LEDs inside of his model Stargate, just like you put LEDs inside your diorama of Tyranids yeah, and stuff. Sweet, I love it. LEDs. Uh, yeah. So that's that's most of them mostly been my hobby. Um, yeah, there's been just so much stuff like happening lately that I I've felt kind of torn between like doing Warhammer stuff, building more armies, or like yeah, like I I got I got Curse City and I, I started putting the box together, and then like what Dominion came out, it felt like in no time. And I still I put like half that box together. And now there's going to be this, like, I don't know. There's just all these new boxes coming out. Like, the new kill team is coming out. And that's going to be, like, another 200 bucks. And it's, like, I just feel like there's this wave of $200 fancy-schmancy boxes from, from GW. And I'm like, man, you guys got to slow down you, a little bit. You don't have to buy them all. No. You don't have to buy them all. You don't have to buy them all. And there are certain things, like... I Like, Dominion's probably sticking around for a while. Like, there's still tons of boxes left over. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and even if I'd missed Curse City, I probably would have been that sad about it. Honestly, like whatever. Um, but like, yeah. well, I know, I know you're an eBay fan. So if if anyone out there likes either of the armies in that Dominion box, I think you can get oh, them yeah. on eBay for like eighty five, forty percent of the retail price of yeah. that box. So like in America, it's a two hundred dollar box, but you can get the the Oryx or the Cruel Boys for like. 80 on yeah, 80, 85 is about oh. where I've seen them. For for either side, you can get them, okay. um, which I think is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And I, that's the other thing, though. It's like that I'm scrolling on eBay and I'm going, you know, I really want, like, I want to double down on the Cruel Boys, but maybe, I don't yeah, know. That's, it's, it's that's killing the me. real fear of missing out right there. Right. If you the, don't the $85. Get the, the eBay start collecting <laughs> Dominion Cruel Boys. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's almost worth it to look at it and just go, okay, maybe I should just pick up 
you know, one of each of the other sets and then have them. I'll just hold on to them. They're on their sprues, whatever. I'll probably never use them. It's just one of those stupid things. Like I have an idea, but at the same time, like, man, like I just picked up a new army like the other day. Yeah. So, (laughs) so uh, ordinarily something about me, uh, if I see an opportunity for peer pressure to do something funny, I try to normally like lean into Uh that. uh Um, but in this case, I actually, you know what? I'm not going to encourage you to say, you're going to try to tell me to do man this time. And, uh, (laughs) thank you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've just been, I've just been building up a lot of this stuff. Um, Mostly because I've just I just keep finding either good deals or like the boxes are just sweet. Like they're just putting out good boxes, you know? Normally it's like it's not an issue. I can skip over, you know, a whole bunch of stuff and it's like eh, it doesn't really bother me. This time, like yeah. this year, and I don't know if it's they just been holding on to this stuff or what, but you know. I'm I'm digging it. It's a good year so far. Alright, switching topics here. I got I got a box in yes, the mail. You did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I gotta pull it up so that folks watching on YouTube can see it. But I got a uh, pandemic reskin World of Warcraft Wrath of the Lich King. So, Wrath of the Lich King, famously the second expansion for World of Warcraft, came out, I'll say 2008, 2009, yeah, something, something like, that. like that. And it was, it was one of the more popular ones for, for sure. And uh, it. But uh, the continent of Northrend is actually a pretty good setting for a pandemic game because it's all about uh, Arthas spreading his his plague of undeath, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't read the rules. You know I don't read rules, but I did look at the <laughs> have minis. You not, have you not played Pandemic before? I have. Okay. It's been a while. You, it's been a while. It, so it's, yeah, no rules necessary. Yep. It's fine. Yeah. So, uh, just for just for context, uh, it's made by a company called Z-Man Games, which also um, I don't know if they created Carcassonne or that they at least currently own Carcassonne. Yeah, they published it or whatever. And yeah, yeah, yeah. and it also Citadels, which was a really fun card game that I got a lot of enjoyment out, but I haven't played for ten <laughs> years. And I don't think I don't know if they made that one or not. But anyway, so it's a board game company. And thinking back here, it's it's definitely not a mini company, um, but you know, so, you know, board games need tokens, and for this World of Warcraft game, they have some figures from Wrath of the Lich King expansion to World of Warcraft. Um, so you got uh, little Arthas the Lich King in there. We got some ghouls, but the ghouls are like really small, like uh, counters mm, essentially. Okay. Like like really tiny, um, and the minis I'd I'd say that they're kind of like twenty five or twenty eight millimeter scale. Like they're like a like a space marine looks big next to right, them, yeah. um, and they are PVC plastic, mm-hmm. and <laughs> even worse the the heroes at least are like beige, like really bright beige, light yeah. beige uh, PVC plastic. And so you look at them, you can kind of see the outline of Thrall or <laughs> but whoever, not really. But... That's yeah. funny. So so I did uh, I did take them and give them a coat of black spray paint, and the the Steinle Res black isn't like pure black or anything, mm-hmm. so dark gray essentially. And yeah, you can see what's going That's on. Good. And they yeah. look good. They look good. 
Um, as, as far as PVC minis go, like when I yeah. first got them, I was like, oh, because they're, they're small, mm -hmm. they're like, uh, they're molded onto really tiny bases, actually, because they're, they're made to be game right, pieces. Yeah. So they need to, you know, fit a lot of little things in, in various <laughs> yeah. places. But, uh, but yeah, when I first looked at them, I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know, uh, especially because that bright beige was keeping me from seeing any detail. But um, yeah, primed them up and, and actually they look okay. Better than okay. Better than okay. okay. They're, okay. I, as far as I know, they are the best World of Warcraft minis on the market. Or mm. actually, this is an advanced copy, so they're not on the market yet. In a couple of months, they will be the best World of Warcraft minis on the so, market. So, 2000, actually 2008, nine, somewhere in there, uh, whenever Lords of mm -hmm. Draenor came out, so I guess after this, there was a World of Warcraft miniatures game. 2014 it's something like i don't even know um, it's been too long whatever there was a world of warcraft miniatures game uh and it was like a tabletop game uh more like a skirmish um i have some figures somewhere that look pretty good they're like hero clips yeah the, these are the pre-painted ones so, yeah yeah i think those are the only other ones i can so think i know of. my yeah, I'm pretty sure my local game store still has a bin of those somewhere, and I've searched <laughs> through the bin before, and they are bad. Yeah. <laughs> if we're if we're talking about I the same so. things, but um, yeah, it it has always surprised me that uh, Warcraft has not had more of a presence in physical miniatures because people would buy them. Yeah, and uh, even even just for the, uh, the seven heroes in here, plus Lich King, plus three abominations which are just big zombie creatures that aren't good right <laughs> and the tiny little ghouls so even just with the kind of limited minis in here i mean i think people are gonna buy it because it has warcraft yeah. minis in it probably so, well and and you know if you haven't played pandemic in a while that that sounds like a cool way to go yeah yeah but i, I think they it's not just a reskin they've you know added right, they some add things a to few it extras, and, and tweak yeah. some things it's uh yeah i think they call it a pandemic system game or, or something okay like that. It's, it's not just monopoly right <laughs> although there's 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 a few like, differences there, it's there. weird uh so okay my uh my nephew is 15 so ripe ripe for fortnite right and we bought him the sure. fortnite monopoly game for his birthday like last year and like honestly it's kind of awesome like it's like monopoly but it feels like fortnite like there are shooting mechanics there are damage mechanics um there are items what? that you can get that like the the no joke it like feels legit like you're playing fortnite on a monopoly board it's weird huh. yeah yeah, I've got Star Wars Monopoly. But it's, it's just and they Monopoly, included right? like a a thousand dollar coin. That was what they did. <laughs> <laughs> Except they called the coins credits. Right, credits. Five hundred yeah, credits. They called the money credits and they spaceports yeah. instead of it was all the normal denominations of paper <laughs> right, credits, and then they had a couple of special commemorative coins, which were if you had one thousand credits, you could oh, trade in for snap. the bank. Yeah. No, I, I think a lot of Monopolies no, were, are like that. They're just reskins, right? Because I have, like, the yeah. Simpsons Monopoly, yeah. you know, from when I was younger, and that's the same thing. You know, reskins, mm -hmm. new character models, whatever. It's all the same. But, no, this this Fortnite Monopoly is, like, a straight-up, like, it, it's 
somebody took Monopoly and they're just like, well, how do we make this work? And it legit works. It's like actually kind of fun. So just to throw that out there, Fortnite Monopoly. Uh, uh, Interesting. Two thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, learn something new <laughs> Not every day. I thought I'd be talking about. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, this one, if nothing else, I mean, the original pandemic, the board is a map of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and for this one, the map is a map of Northrend, a continent from World of Warcraft, which looks kind of like Australia. Kind of like, guess. yeah. So I, I got to figure some things are different. It's like, <laughs> it's at least the difference between like big scale risk and like risk in a different, right. <laughs> a, a different fantasy yeah. setting. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I could read the rule book, but, but uh, probably sometime far, far after I paint a couple of the minis. But, right. Um, so, yeah, the the other thing we wanted to talk about with this is uh, probably if you're listening to this, you're aware that the state of California hit Activision Blizzard with a big lawsuit for uh, terrible uh, em- employment practices. Mm-hmm. But also, like then specifically, a lot of terrible, you know, uh, sexual harassment stuff from uh, a lot of their uh, leadership teams. Like, not good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so there's been a lot of stuff in the news about, uh, you know, how how Blizzard is has handled the. I mean, you call them accusation. How they're handling the accusations, but how they're handling the lawsuit from the state of California. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not like the employees just said these things happened. It's like the the actual state of California is like, uh, we need to investigate your company for some uh, practices yeah. that you. Yeah, we've been yeah. investing. It, we've been investigating your company for right. two years. Here are the giant list of specific things that did happen. Yeah. Yeah, uh, including like the suicide, the suicide of a, you know, a female employee while on a business trip. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so, so uh, to put it mildly, uh, Blizzard Activision is having another terrible news cycle, yeah. and good, they deserve it. Oh, um, it might might make them actually they deserve it. Figure out what what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um. So, and then there's been good news about, you know, the employees there staging walkouts to try to uh, force Mm -hmm. some modernization in that company and in that industry. So hopefully that all leads somewhere good. Um, But actually the, one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this is the specifically in relation to this World of Warcraft board Mm -hmm. game that I have sitting here. So I got contacted by Z-Man Games, I want to say like three or four months ago, because they knew they had this game in the pipeline, and they were looking for you know ways to get the news out there about it. And then just as soon as they had uh, sample copies, they sent me a copy, and, uh, it, and it's still a couple months out from release, mm-hmm. I think. And so they've been very easy to work with very communicative like i so far from what i know of z-man games i like them and like i said i like citadels i like they are good games well i mean carcassonne is all right but you know carcassonne's a a good and well respected game i I got a copy i don't know if i like carcassonne but if so you know if i want to hang out with somebody and they really want to play we'll we'll play carcassonne i got got the hunters and gatherers edition (laughs) yeah i played that one i I found it at a thrift store for like three bucks 
Mm-hmm. That's all right. And yeah, so so they went out of their way to to acquire so this license, this IP to be able to make their their reskinned pandemic game and they put together some like really nice trailers and everything on the day of their full announcement of this Ugh. game was the exact same day that the state of California sued Blizzard Activision Activision oh, Blizzard and so like the comments on that release trailer i mean you're going to expect negativity and toxicity from wow players like there so there was like the standard variety and then there was the how dare you associate with uh activision blizzard i hope this product fails like oh, you know die in a fire God. like that kind of stuff as well well yeah because they and, totally knew yeah blame it on them we're trying to take an ip yeah. that people love and and you know expand that whatever i yeah i mean i haven't communicated with them uh but like the the frustration that must be involved in developing a board game and trying to make it a little bit better by having this, you know, fantasy IP on top mm -hmm. of it. And then the day you announce it with the full reveal is the day that that IP becomes uh, more toxic than it's ever been. And it wasn't in like a great place beforehand, but there was, there's definitely, I mean, there is certainly nostalgia for Wrath of the Lich King expansion from 2009. Mm -hmm. Absolutely even though a lot of those really terrible behind-the-scene things were definitely going on in 2009, right. allegedly. but uh, Yeah, it's it's still... Yeah. I, I, we should probably clarify. It is allegedly, like... They have a laundry list of, of stuff yeah, that's being... Yeah, it's also being alleged yeah. by all of the people who are currently working right. there. Right, I'm just so, saying. Yeah, I'm just like, saying. Yeah. <laughs> the only people uh, questioning the allegations are the lawyers who are trying to save the company, like... Uh, it, any of its uh, savings, yeah. I mean, they make they make a lot of money, so you know. There was one of their PR people. Actually, I don't know what her job is when in Blizzard Activision, but one of the like extra layers of terrible PR is that uh, somebody from the George W. Bush administration got hired by Activision Blizzard four months ago, and she's like taking point on defending them from this. Oh no! Ad. Well, I don't know. I suppose that's did not. That's interesting. Yeah, wasn't going well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, she was able to like downplay the United States engaging in torture of prisoners. So, like, I guess, I guess she's a good person to to spin whatever you need to spin. <laughs> but uh, luckily, no one was having any of it this time. No, no, I've, I've... yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it, it's a messed up situation because I I got a feel for the people at Z Band Games. Like like I said, they're putting out. You know, products that we have nostalgia for, best minis for World of Warcraft, I think Probably. that have that have ever been made, and except for three D printed minis. Well, sure. So, but uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Licensed. If I do make a video on this topic, um, I'm kind of tempted just to like put the the older WoW minis next to these pandemic mm -hmm. minis next to just a few prints from Artisan Guild or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, can't you buy uh, can't you buy like, a World of Warcraft miniature like that they three D print for you of your character figure print figure prints is I think that what so it's called right that's like I like back in the days when I played WoW I mean I want to say like oh seven they had figure prints going something yeah, right? like that where you could 
send the file of your character with the the gear that you got in game and stuff to a company and they would <laughs> somehow send you a figurine yeah. of your which yeah must have been 3d printer but how they were doing that back well, then i have I mean, no when you idea. think about it and i swear we've talked about this before but like the, the polygon count on world of warcraft characters is pretty low it's about that texture that's and true. That, the painting on top that's of it true. right so yeah. if it was painted mm-hmm. well enough if it had the whatever they were doing to get that color in there then like yeah it would probably look pretty legit like your character as you would know it mm-hmm. yeah I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe I'll just print or just paint some artisan guild stuff. Uh, You know, maybe, maybe, uh, I mean, it depends on, on really what happens, I guess. Like with the, either way, like Blizzard is in for, uh, a pretty big shakeup, which is, is a good thing. It is. It absolutely is. I, I would hate to see. A company that's like historically had so much talent go through it, um, just completely collapse under something, you know. Like they have a lot there, and if they can fix what they're doing, then like, you know, great. I I imagine that the games that will be coming out of that studio will be even better. So, hopefully, they can they can mm-hmm. semi survive, you know, as a at least a company. Not necessarily the people yeah, running it, but... The, uh, yeah. Hopefully the right people never work in that industry right, exactly. again, and the right people get promoted, and um, hopefully we get to see some you know, I'm Warlords of Draenor just straight minis up, one of like, these days. Where you know? is Diablo Immortal? That's that's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not have phones? Yeah. <laughs> Man, I... So... I think I've mentioned this before, but I love a PR disaster. Oh, yes. Like I, I enjoy the drama of it. In this, in this case, I'm <laughs> not enjoying it so much as like actually like angry sure, yeah. at uh, the people who allowed this to happen. But the uh, yeah. yeah, or ordinarily just like a like a funny mess up at uh, a convention sure. or something. You know, a giant enemy crab, uh, you know, 599 U.S. dollars. You got your, right. uh, mm, yeah, do you not have phones? Man, man, I love that. I right, love that. it's because it's, it's like, at the end of the day, barely harmless. Like, like the, the people who, right, who right, give right. a crap about Diablo Immortal are going to care, and everyone else, it literally doesn't matter, Diablo 4 is on the way. Just stop complaining. Well, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man, I got it. I got like a a solid afternoon of fun <laughs> reading the Reddit posts bet, after yeah. Diablo Immortal though. Like yeah. that was that was good. That was good. It really, it really uh, it got me though. Like, and if you're if you're not getting the reference here, look yeah, it up. That's probably one of those. Blizzard was supposed yeah. to announce a, a good game, and they announced a everybody cell phone thought game that and, Diablo uh, Four was being announced, and <laughs> and they started showing the the trailer, and everyone's like, yes, finally. <laughs> and then it's like not to the literal end of it that they're like. The Mobile. best action you've ever seen <laughs> on your Literally, Samsung like, S4. Wait, wait, wait. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> like, what, what do you mean? You didn't get it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyways, I, I do hope they, they fix their, their it's, stuff. It's good to laugh, though. We gotta, we gotta lighten this a up bit. a little I mean, bit. I mean, you know, it's, the accusations are pretty, pretty dark, actually. Um, yeah. So have you been working on any uh, problematic minis over on your side of things? Uh, 
Not that, not that I'm aware of. <laughs> um, oh, hey, that could change. It literally in an instant could. And you no, don't it even literally know. could. Yeah. Um, yeah, not that I'm aware. The of. state of California could completely <laughs> ruin your tyranny. Uh, you oh, tomorrow. Those are yeah. not gene stealers. Those are tyranny hormigons, <laughs> You dumbass. <laughs> are, is that true? Did you look up the difference? Uh, no, oh, I. Man, you're gonna get. I haven't the written the script for it yet. I've finished painting. I finished building it. I've gotten all of the video edited, except. For the scripted portions where I talk about it, I am going to look it up, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's Gene Steelers. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure because <laughs> I, I've Do they painted tears. Yes, four arms kind of going yes. out like this. Okay, with like kind of human finger. I want to say they have like one, not enough finger. Yeah, they're like three like fingers. That. Like they, they are. It's Gene Steelers. Okay. Like, but okay. but don't worry, I'm gonna look it up. Yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, I don't want that. Like, uh, no. In no. fact, in fact, the the uh, was it last week? I painted a Chaos Space Marine. Um, but I didn't mm -hmm. really know. Like, I, I mean, I knew it was Chaos. I thought it was a Chaos Sorcerer, though. Turns out it's like uh, possessed of Chaos something something with a name from a box I don't care about. I've already right. forgot it. Um, but no, I, yeah, no, I got was, like eaten alive. It, it was the starter box for the sixth and seventh edition, but maybe it was the special character that was only in seventh. I don't Whatever. care. Like it is a chaos space Marine and it has a sorcery staff and helmet. Like, and I, and a bunch of people, first of all, like in the comments are just like, Oh, it's, uh, it's actually, uh, uh, it's this. It's the, you're an idiot. Be nice to your viewers. No, I Casey. can't don't, sometimes. Don't give them the well actually voice. I respect Look, all of I my have, viewers. I mean, except for I like literally a couple, have like a well actually just, uh, character. All of my viewers is the well actually. No, people. I'm saying I look. I have a character that comes out with glasses who literally is well actually. So I'm just saying that's a thing that I have done in the past. I have no problem being like, look, I know that that I I may have been wrong about that, and that's fine. Like that's totally fine. But you don't have to come at me like I'm a complete moron. Like, it's fine. It's it's really not a big deal. And in this case, I still don't care. Uh, you you knew what I meant. Yeah, it's like, look, it's a yeah, chaos. Yeah, aspiring champion whatever. of chaos is a chaos sorcerer. Right, I don't care. Yeah. I, it's, it doesn't, ah, it doesn't, like, doesn't affect me one way or the other typing sounds oh i'm sorry does he use chaos magics i think he does you know what that's called that's called a sorcerer and he uses chaos <laughs> magics yeah, yeah. get some definitions start laying it out use the word checkmate, checkmate. a couple of times <laughs> yeah but like uh see now i lost my train of thought <laughs> he got me on this okay so you painted a chaos sorcerer. i did and uh yeah, we're just gonna go with that. Yeah, and like I really, I really like the way he turned out. I forget why I even brought it up though. Literally forgot. I do too. So here, why don't we, why don't we riff off yeah. of this? So you did uh, your your normal red airbrush yeah. work, and then you got both. Uh, he has a big cloak, mm -hmm. and he has mm -hmm. his red power armor. Yes. And then what you did with the brush, you differentiated. The cloth and the red power armor, even though you started by spraying them the exact that same That is correct. Color. Texture makes the difference. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what you're trying to get. 
Well, I, well, I just have, I was motioning for you to expand by saying you use different highlight colors on the cape and different highlight colors on the power armor, and you, yeah, you did do different textures. You did, um, what was it like cuts and scrapes, kind of on the cloak? Yeah. And... Okay. I, I mean, well, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I, I suppose I'm lost in where I was going with it to begin with, and now where we are heading. So. Like I, I literally am lost, like in my head right now. Casey, um, this is literally a, our possibly, possibly literally our only opportunity for a hot tip this episode. And oh if well, you if you want to actually, that's a good like, point. We're gonna have neither to come of up us, with another. Neither hot of tip us came up with a hot tip, and I'm pretty sure this is the first time it's coming up. Uh, yeah. So if you are painting one color over the entire model in the case of this chaos space rain now if you want to differentiate that there are several ways to do that you want a contrasting color so in this case the armor and the trim is the armor is red highlighted with some orange but the trim is all silver which is a good contrast i also used a black oil wash to really push those shadows you see what i'm saying now on anything else that has a different kind of texture in specifically the back of him he's got a nice cape now, I still use the contrasting silver on the cape as kind of an accent that ties them in with the rest of the model. But I used a lot of tans and kind of like leathery colors like that. You go from tan to almost a white. And you start to lightly just kind of glaze in lines across the whole thing and give that some texture. You go all the way up to white in the kind of like damaged parts of those things. Now, in my video, I talked about how each model that we paint kind of speaks to us when we're doing it. We, uh, we start to see little things here and there on the model. We got to pick those things out and exploit those things to make the model the best that it possibly can. And that's what I really tried to do on, on, on this model. Um, Chaos Space Marines, one of those kind of models that I wouldn't necessarily suggest to start an army with. But, uh, you know, some people, some people have uh, different thoughts about that. Brent, you got anything else for the hot tip? My hot tip of the day, the best army to start painting Warhammer 40k with is Chaos Space Marines. And I am literally working on a video exactly on that topic right now. An hour ago, I was recording the voiceover for it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so check that out soon if I, you know, publish a video soon. Yeah, you know. yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, no, no. So, so Chaos Space Marines, they have um, the the design of their power armor is that like every segment of armor, every armor plate has this metal filigree trim mm -hmm. on it. And so, you know, if you're painting a, a corn berserker, you paint the whole model red, and then you pick your shade of silver, gold, or whatever, and you with a little brush, you go around every plate of armor, and you you paint the trim on every plate of armor. And it takes a while. It takes a, a little bit of finesse. It takes like understanding how to how to you know thin your paints to the right level to go on smooth, but still not have to do like too many coats when you're when you're painting all that mm -hmm. trim. But it's also adding a ton of contrast, and it's outlining every major shape on the mm -hmm. mini, and so. Uh, by the time you paint the main armor color and the trim, even if you haven't done any shading or highlighting or any of the other little knickknacks and details, the model already That's looks true. good. And you got your 
your two colors that you've painted are spread pretty evenly around the mini, so everything's nice and balanced. Um, yeah, I am, I am prepared to make a reasonably serious argument that that's the best army for beginners, and of course, the best army for beginners is whatever you feel like painting. But if you actually want a suggestion, I'm ready to make this as my suggestion. The Chaos Space Rains. And Casey will say that you should do Nurgle and just chuck oils at it and wipe some of them off, but not all of them, and then you got intestines coming out of I the mean, and you're good. I was... I could have said that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not bad. Um... I mean, but okay. A lot of people like Tyranids. <laughs> yeah, so like, that's true. You know what? Tyranids the, are the, the not bad. The fastest paint job isn't necessarily the best for the beginner. Yeah. Like the the best army for a beginner to learn to paint. I I don't see why beginner and speed painting have to be no. synonymous. No, and in fact, that's that's a yeah. bad idea because you if you're learning yeah. to paint, you you do need to learn how to paint, right? Like you you need the practice. Yeah. And if you're taking a few hours per mini, like you're going to get practice every time you sit down and paint one model. That might sound terrible because you want to play, but like realistically, if you build your army and you are painting it and you take it down to your local shop, like probably no one's going to care that you're playing with gray plastic. Like you're, you're on your way to getting it done. That's the point. Everybody's in it trying to get it done. Um, hey. I am curious though as to maybe maybe we should say this for like a whole episode, but like why not just straight up Space Brains as the starter army? It has like similar concepts but less of them. So okay, serious point. Um, so take a regular Space Marine. Let's say you're painting it as an ultramarine. Sure. Paint everything yeah. blue, and then. I guess you you have an option of whether you change the trim color on the shoulder pads. Okay, yeah. Which so okay, you get your second color in there, but and, and then like the the shoulder pads have a little bit more definition then, and nothing else does. Yeah. And you've introduced a new color that's only on the top half of the mini. True. True. Very so, true. I guess you you make an X or something on one of the knee pads. Yeah, but it, it just introduces a whole lot of choices to, because then if you're trying to balance things out, you got to be making decisions. Okay, okay, I um, see where we're going. But yeah, the, and there's also not a lot of contrast on the mini at that point. If you want to add add contrast and interest to the mini, you wash then it, yeah. you need to be yeah either doing a wash or. or like if you really want to make it look good, you got to be doing panel mm -hmm. lining, which isn't a bad thing for a new person to learn. Like I, I think uh, Space Marines look really good with a little bit of carefully putting wash into yeah. the crevices. I think that looks Reset really good. Shading. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but uh, and and then to actually make an ultramarine look good, you need to edge highlight all of the blue. Yeah, that's true with like multiple shades of lighter blue yeah well in in uh in my case for this diorama because i have a i have an ultramarine on top uh i painted it in fact i think it's probably the first ultramarine i've ever painted uh he's okay he looks all right um got a red helmet red knee pad you know he's, mm. he's got some nice uh oil oil shades in the on the whole thing uh trim different color backpack Little boosters, different color. Uh, Aquila, different color. But, uh, I don't know. I still... 
like comparing this ultramarine that I painted like pretty much when I came back into the hobby, like a little after, I guess. And this chaos space rain, not sorcerer that I just painted. I still, I still think if I were going to do another Marine right now, I'd pick the ultramarine and I had highlighted it, okay. but that, I mean, uh, you know, that's me. Okay. At the end of the day, uh, orcs just can paint orcs. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, yeah, I'll put this video out into the world. I mean, I'm, I'm making like a good natured argument of, of why it's, uh, I actually look, this came to me and I think as of this moment, I truly believe that this is a, a good way to start the hobby as a chaos space Marine because for a lot of reasons, actually, you're going to get a good mini as long as you just uh, color inside the lines and paint by numbers. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Um, but I will be interested to see once I put that video out into the world, what kind of uh, response it gets. I, I'm sure you could make an argument for any model, any, any model in the world being like, this is a great model for a beginner to start with because it has this texture and this yeah. texture and you get to learn how to how to paint this kind of thing and this kind of thing um okay yeah uh but it'll be interesting to see if there like is a consensus on anything actually it'll be interesting to be if if everyone's just like no you're wrong right. Kieran, it's <laughs> you know which actually it's a strong argument a good argument yeah, for them it's as a strong well, argument but, for yeah. for Tyranids. Uh, okay, well then, then yeah. why don't we why don't we put a pin in that? And uh, if you have a strong opinion about <laughs> the the best starter army or thing to paint first, I guess, um, why don't you leave that down in the comments? And we'll probably discuss this at a later date. That's uh, youtubecom slash bravely the podcast down in the comments. Yeah. yeah. So so sort of on that topic, I. Uh, it, you know if you've been listening to this podcast that I don't I don't really like the cruel boys. Yeah, don't, yeah. They don't look like orcs to me. I wish they would smile. I wish if you had twenty goblins with grenades, like at least one of them <laughs> was using them in an unsafe right, manner. You would think yeah. or, or or comical mm-hmm. manner, yeah. Um and and anyway, I, I made a video where that was, you know, that was my verdict on the cruel boys. I wish they smiled mm-hmm, more. Mm-hmm. And something interesting happened. One, the the vast majority of the comments were disagreeing with me. But, like, the, the like-to-dislike ratio of the video was not terrible. Like, it was, it was like civil disagreement. And it was sure. a, a wonderful thing on the internet. So I, I just wanted to say thank you if you're <laughs> out there, people who left, like, uh, you're wrong, but I like this video, and thanks for making it. So, so thank you. That's thank cool. You. Yeah, I mean you were you were very. I know you, I know you like those cruel boys. I, I think, yeah, I like them. Like I think they have their own unique kind of aesthetic to them, and then you know that's fine. Like I don't I don't need my orcs all you know slappy and happy yeah. all the time. Like it's fine. Like yeah. I like some some Lord of the Rings as much as you know my forty k orcs. So it's it's cool. Uh, well, actually, they're supposed to be uh, miserable and unhappy and not funny and completely joyless. They're called the cruel boys. Is that, is that cruel? Uh, is that, that who's somebody who's cruel to them, or they're cruel to other pe- people? I actually the the most interesting <laughs> interpretation, which you know, if I'd read the rule book, maybe this is actually true. <laughs> if is you that, in is once that in a cruel while. boys is the name that funny orcs gave to these boys? Ah. Uh... 
And I think that's I, not I'm bad. willing to let that into my brain. And, you know, maybe I'll read that uh, bit of lore someday. And maybe I like won't, there's going to be a book. I actually there's like going to be a I whole like book like, of all these orcs like, you know what? These assholes are not funny. We can't have them around. Yes, exactly. They're, we're we're exactly. going to call them this. Look at them yes. with all those grenades that are properly manufactured uh-huh. and uh, being used according to the <laughs> uh, military <laughs> rule book. Yeah. <laughs> They're all going to laugh at them. Uh, and then that, that'll be that. See, that uh, makes it right there for me even even more. So that's even better. They're like the, the outcast version <laughs> of like the orcs that are actually more capable. <laughs> It actually worked. Is it? It explains why their name is spelled with a K and right. a Z. Like these are the like capable, cruel, mean, organized, uh, somewhat skilled, mm-hmm. poised. They contain orcs. birds. And uh, the other orcs are just just misspelled. Like, <laughs> They're just all super stupid. Like oh yeah, those are the cruel boys. Tossing <laughs> tossing the pin instead of the grenade. You know they're all those guys. <laughs> Uh, it totally right, makes sense, right. though. I think you've even now just defended that to me even more. <laughs> yeah, no, no. And so uh, so there were a few of those comments in, in under that video. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Actually, I, I kind of yeah. like that. I, I still would prefer that my sure. orcs uh, be competent for all the wrong reasons or effective, effective for all for the, the wrong, wrong reasons. Yeah, that's, that's what you want. Yeah. Uh, effective despite incompetence maybe yes. i don't know like, right that's, that's what i like want tripping on a rock but grenade goes exact distance right like <laughs> that's fine yes yes yeah, yeah yeah um all right that's 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 all i had to say I, yeah i like the crew boys i think they're all right <sighs> well i know we got some other stuff some some I suppose some heavier stuff. I don't know what else. Oh, I know. I know what I got. I know. Um, so like episode two of this podcast, like, you know, 30 something episodes ago, 36, 35, 35 episodes ago. I wanted to talk about Kickstarters and if they were even worth it. Now, in that episode, I'm pretty sure I haven't gone back and listened to it. So, you know, don't quote me or listen and call me out on it but i guess if you want to be a good extra bump on that one um point is i ordered (laughs) i ordered uh the horizon zero dawn board game from steam forge games that many episodes ago and i got it in the mail yesterday just wanted to complete that story arc absolutely cool. ridiculous yeah, put a pin on that um <laughs> put a period on that yeah the uh i mean i think i think in that episode we may have talked about you know kickstarter especially for the physical products often do have a yeah. uh, long development time or, or, or delivery time and uh for the physical products by the time you get it maybe you don't remember well in it, in know? my case maybe, though maybe you no longer are interested in yeah horizon zero dawn I, I've forgotten what I, that people is gave me crap but, yeah. about it back then too. Like you're like, I don't own a PlayStation. I'm not playing that garbage game. And they're like, it's on PC. Actually, oh, Brett, it's from? on PC. Okay. Yeah, that was Sorry. the whole thing. Uh, my, I'm about to like involve in 
evoke invoke invoke some stereotypes for playstation one but is this a game where cars shoot each other with missiles Okay, that's that's my my only understanding of PlayStation Twist, One that's games. One okay. game. All right, continue. <laughs> you play Twisted Metal like once, Twisted and you're Metal, like, this, yeah. "This PlayStation, okay, I got you." Like, <laughs> that's what this is about. <laughs> like, to be fair, yeah, okay, like PS One days, like, yeah, Twisted Metal. That's what it was about. <laughs> I get you. Okay. okay. Uh, no, it was, it was an exclusive game, uh, like an adventure game, kind of Assassin's Creed style, open map type thing. Mm. It was really fun. I. Mm. I Played it a lot, and the board game looked fun. Um, but yeah, man, it took forever. And like, I apparently, even though I was like in the first few hundred backers, like, uh, it took them an extra like nine months to send me a copy. And all the first wave had already gone out, and I like I was emailing them and all this stuff, and they're just like, oh, I don't know. Uh. And then I just got everything all at once, like the actual core version of the game. And then all of the extra, like literally like six extra boxes of models and boards and everything. Like there's some models. I probably right now yeah. four or five hundred models. <laughs> like So so you were kind of framing this as like a like a downer, like <sighs> I got my Kickstarter that I was really excited <laughs> yeah. about. But like is was this actually a good day of like opening I mean, this box and getting a ton <laughs> of stuff in the mail? Like, was like, was this actually a mini Christmas? Sort of. Or, were you happy or were you just bitter? Well, I like, was a little bit bitter because it took forever. Yeah. And I was kind of, okay. you know, it's one of those things where like you're hoping, okay, I'm going to get the core game and then they're going to work on the stretch goals and whatever. And then I'll get those later. Like when I, when I pledged for the Dark Souls game, I got the core game played it a little bit and then the expansions came later and it was like okay cool like that makes sense to me in this case it was like all at once so it's like super overwhelming right and it's a thick game like it's a thick box uh and mm-hmm. the, unfortunately and i didn't i didn't know this um and it, and it makes sense because of the the way that the game actually works you're basically uh one tiny person fighting giant robots right um, and the robots get really, really big. So, uh, the scale for the actual minis is like 15 millimeter. It's really small. So, okay. yeah, and it's not heroic scale or anything like that on top. So it's like their PVC, like they look nice and you probably could paint them, but like, I'm not going to. So I got okay. like 300 minis that I will never, ever paint because there would be no reason <laughs> to do that. So All it's right. kind of a hey, bummer. You're, you're going to find somebody, you know, maybe maybe like editor Matt really likes PlayStation games and would, would play that oh, game yeah. with you someday. Oh, yeah. or no, in fact, in fact, I should also segue bring up uh, both editor Matt and myself went went uh, uh, have these on the, the Witcher board game. That's coming out on Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I gave Matt half of what the core game was going to cost because we were going to do that. And then he's like, oh, I just got all of it. So <laughs> like some stupid amount of models are coming and like they, they do look good and they're probably going to be paintable and nice. Mm. Um, so that I am nice. kind of excited about because we've talked we've been talking about playing like the Dark Souls game and I have all the expansions for like years. We've been talking about sitting down. 
I think we sat down together. Me and him played like one game once, <laughs> you know? So mm-hmm. it's one of those things. I was like pre-pandemic too. So I'm hoping that we can start getting back to, to playing some games uh, pretty soon. And I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind playing this Horizon game. It looks fun. Uh, but the minis were a little disappointing. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah I don't know if I don't know if I'm ever gonna play this pandemic game, but eh, never say never, <laughs> right. you know. But um, yeah. So what else? Oh, this week, mm. Casey, uh, I've been filming myself all day long. I'm I am trying to do a behind the scenes vlog and. Probably that'll actually be a thing. This is the end of day three right now, so absolute worst case scenario, I can edit together a three day behind the scenes <laughs> blog and and I'm, but it, it is possible that you know I'm intending to go for either five or seven days. We'll see how okay. it goes. Either one of those can be interpreted as one week in Google. That's Town. true. It, it does depend. Have to have to workshop that title a little bit, but mm. it, it, it's not not the worst. One title. week in Goober Town. One week in Goober Town. I mean, just in I like that. I go. like that. That's yeah. good. Yeah. But, uh, no, it's it's been pretty fun. I mean, it's been a typical week so far, but, uh, yeah, Monday in the mail, I got uh, some sample product. This, this one happened to be from Games Workshop, so apparently I'm still sort of on their nice list, I guess. <laughs> uh, I mean, why not? I guess. I, I I don't know if anyone works there who uh, edits that list or not. So I don't think they know <laughs> or watches any. Like of our there's videos, somebody who just decides randomly. <laughs> decides like ah, oh, here's it, the list. There, there seems to be no rhyme or reason oh, to any of it, yeah. or not that we've been able to, to deduce. Yeah, to figure out. But no, I still don't get, I don't um, get how they they function internally. But we'll get to that. That's fine. No, it's a it's a black box. It's yeah. a mystery, and we can we can talk about that <laughs> yeah. more. But yeah, so so on the first day of the vlog, I mean, I gotta um, trying to just show all the like variety of stuff that goes on behind the scenes in a YouTube channel in a mm-hmm. given day, and so yeah, you know, I was doing some painting. I was I can't even remember what I did on Monday, but I was doing like a variety of of working on video yeah. stuff. And yeah, you know, got to do a mail call on the first mm. day. And then yesterday's mail call, I got jury duty. <laughs> <laughs> so like first day, I got like bummer. a pretty nice box of bottles from Gay's Here Workshop on the first day. And then on the second day, just <laughs> no, no bottles today, but I, I do have this. Oh, <laughs> that's so terrible. Now, so, now I don't I know did, about I, you, but like where, where I live, if you get jury duty, that doesn't mean you actually have jury duty. It means you have to go to the courthouse yeah. and then you have to go through the selection process. And it's usually like mm-hmm. there are a hundred people in that room. So the odds of you like pulling the lottery and actually yeah. getting picked as a potential juror is very slim. I don't know. I'm juror, juror number three. Oh, so three, you've already got so like That could be a very small pool. No, <laughs> see, like they don't call us jurors. I'd feel a lot better if I was juror number 87. I tell oh, you man. what. No. Yeah. Um, no. But no, I've I've got my date to report to the courthouse, and we'll, we'll hopefully see what you get happens. a nice, so I, uh, juicy one. I will treat this with the solemnity that it requires. Should I be Absolutely. selected? But uh, no, I I've actually never done jury duty before. So I mean, it's an experience, right? I'm kind of interested in like trying to get on a jury, as long as it doesn't last for multiple weeks or whatever. I think it'd be an interesting. Well, most experience. of the time, most of the time, it's it's like civil suits, right? They're 
they're not criminal because it's just a thing. Like my and literally like the one that that I was actually called for was uh like my neighbor's tree spilling onto my property and like like birds shit on my car <laughs> and he needs to cut the fucking tree down. <laughs> like no joke. It's like the classic the most classic case that you could ever imagine. And the other's like, I'm yeah. not cutting my tree down. I'm not doing it. Do do like a runaway jury situation. Right. Like oh, I don't care what you say. He's guilty. <laughs> but basically <laughs> case we just want to go home. Well like they guilty. they interviewed <laughs> people, like they interviewed the jurors and they're just like, look, like uh you know, are are you going to be, you know, you're just going to hear him out, basically. Like, it was this whole thing. And then and one of the jurors was like, I just don't want to send anybody to jail. Please don't make me do that. And they're like, this isn't a criminal case, ma'am. This is fine. No one's going to jail. <laughs> like, and they finally picked everybody. This tree is either getting cut down or this tree is not yeah, getting cut it's down. Essentially, yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. Even though I'm pretty sure there are rules for that anyways. But, um... Yeah, and then they're like, "All right, now that the jury has been selected, uh, bailiff dude, take him out. We're gonna hit hit on in a van. We're getting a van, and we're going there, and we're gonna look at it. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> Everybody else, go home. Oh, that's you got a field oh, I trip. Didn't. That's the thing. I didn't get selected as one of the jurors. I was in the courthouse uh, as a possible selection, okay. uh, but I did not get selected. So I I just had to spend four hours listening to this ridiculous case, and then I got to go home." <laughs> Hey, that's interesting. Hey, look, I'll I'll let you know how it goes. That's, I'm uh, very much looking we forward need to, to fill this. time. Yes. I'm I'm gonna try to get selected because that that's a story. Absolutely, right there. Uh, please. Fill, except I'm sure it'll just be something like depressing and terrible. I mean, it where, could be. Uh, it, we'll we'll find out. You we we can only hope for a for a birds and trees kind Absolutely. of situation with the field Absolutely. trip. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I've been doing a, a, a vlog all week and just like doing my normal stuff, but, uh, carrying a camera around with me so I can get some random mm -hmm. shots of, of doing stupid stuff. You get so. to see your, uh, your 120 know, FPS B-roll be all up in there. You're going to get your filmmaker hat on. Uh, you got to give me some of that slow-mo B-roll. Come on. <sighs> We'll, we'll see we'll see we'll see but um yeah i don't know that's that's my update over here i love it i can't wait it sounds super exciting we'll Leaf see we'll see mostly i just hope to diagnose like where all of my time goes that, that's a week. good call I, I still cataloging each, but, like, each actually, hour like for real it might be a useful tool mm -hmm. for that but <laughs> yeah man like i i i don't know like i actually gained uh, a couple of days this week and I feel like I'm kind of ahead, but at the same time, like I'm kind of in the same place I normally would be. So, dude, you just sprayed that Chaos Space Marine all red, yeah, uh -huh. and then you, you said, "Screw it, it's all gonna I be did. red." And then you just because because yeah. I got the know-how to differentiate. That's how you save time. That's right true. There. I I picked yeah. that model because it looked like crap. And and everybody loves oh the before and yeah after everybody loves the before, before and after, after so that's literally the only oh, reason I picked well, that model. Uh, otherwise, I had no actual desire to paint it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I also thought it was something hold, hold else. Hold on, I forgot about this one. Oh yeah, I don't about forget this one. about the canoe. 
Uh, so the so I've I've gotten permission to share information about the newest self-indulgent oh, yeah. uh, miniature <laughs> of myself that I can 3D print. Uh, this one is Brent as a Viking paddling a Viking canoe that has cats. It is it. one of the most miraculous things I've ever seen. It's actually a very it's, so. This is from Loot Studios. They're doing a like a big Viking set in yeah. a couple of weeks, and I, I'm not exactly. I, I think it's like they've been working on minis for months and months and months and saving them up, and okay. they're having like a mega really? oh, release nice. uh, of of Vikings and like multiple Viking tribes, and oh. I. I am excited to see uh, what, what the full set is, in. but one of the figures in this set is uh, Brent paddling a Viking canoe, and I've got Viking armor on, but it looks a little bit like samurai armor. I, I thought armor. that, you, too. You know, I was again. wondering about that. Um, and, like, the, the likeness that Luke got uh, on my face is that, that pretty is, that good. Is nice. Yeah, There's, There is no question yeah. that this, this mini is you. Right. And so, yeah, I got permission to uh, to start sharing this around on the social medias and don't want to jinx it, but this could be my my most liked Instagram post of all time. Uh, yeah. So big, big day, day for, for Goobertown. for Brent over here in Goobertown. <laughs> I, I, I mean. <laughs> Just these both stupid meta right uh, 3d printed mini. <laughs> See, the funny thing is, like, I don't think that would work for everybody. Um, what I mean by that is, like, if, if I went to Loot Studios and I was like, hey, guys, like, instead of doing a standard, I talk about your release this month and you pay me X dollars. What if what if instead of that, you just made my face on a model? Like, I don't think mm -hmm. that would work for me. Like, I like it depends on the face. Sure. Yeah, that's, so that's kind of what I'm getting at, though. But like, like your your overall persona and the goober townness and the cats and the canoes pulling it together yeah. into this cohesive I mean, right. So they actually, and there's there's even a bit in here. Um, I had to make it less prominent than they started out with, but they sculpted the anchor. That's the logo for ah. Ubertown. And it's a very good sculpt of that anchor. And probably I'll use this bit for a lot of Imagine, other things. Yeah. Um, but but um, <laughs> yeah, in, in a early concept art, they had this anchor on top of like three boxes in the canoe and i was like you know that canoe is going to tip over right? <laughs> <laughs> just the center of mass is so high with right, an anchor, yeah. like uh four feet above the the hull right. of the canoe but um but yeah no it's it's a, it's a great mini yeah. i love it uh i am excited to see the rest of this uh release from from i'm, the I'm really liking here. their stuff lately like they've they continue to really good yeah news. Yeah, so they they release their stuff as uh, like twenty eight millimeter, or you can print it out as seventy five millimeter. Uh, yeah. yeah, so they they release it as like pre supported in a couple of different scales, and it's I mean it's three D printed mini, so you can do whatever you want, make yeah. however big or or small you want. Um, and honestly, I find their smaller scale to be too small because it's like it's not heroic scale yeah. and it's definitely more of like traditional D, &D scaling than it like is like the 25 you know, to 28 millimeter 
Yeah, and so, and especially because they're 3D printed, a lot of times they're fairly delicate and you have to be real yeah. careful when you're taking them off the, the supports and stuff. But their, their larger scale prints are beautiful. And, yeah, they seem um, like substantial too. Like you could, like that tree ant that they made like a couple months ago, you could beat someone with that tree ant. It's substantial. Of course, I took this canoe and took their large. I took their large support version, scaled it up another sixty percent. Just got the canoe yeah. as big as I could <laughs> in my in my larger resin printer and uh, fired it oh, off. Yes. And, uh, it is going to keep me keep me busy and happy for a little while. So I'm. That's good. Yeah, quite Very happy good. about this one. Um, speaking of which, I actually just got a Mono X. Finally, Ooh. yeah. Uh, um. On any cubic yeah, our friends at any cubic um, asked me if I wanted to review. Uh, tell, us, tell us more about our friends at well, any cubic. Well, we have cubic. several friends at any cubic. <laughs> uh, not that this is sponsored, and I'm not trying to make that out to be. They they accidentally sent me a Mono X, is what I'm trying to say. Well, I just said Loot Studios like That's 10 a good times point. in a row. Yeah. You say any cubic as many times as you need to. And there, they buddy. put your face on a model. So yeah. I actually used my any cubic Mono X to print this Loot Studios mm -hmm. mini. Um, For and if you're interested, I used my mini factory resin that's, to do that's it. That's the with. next step. I gotta I gotta do the my mini factory resin. I don't know if it's different or if it's the same, but we'll find out. Um. Yeah, so lots of lots of weird cross promotion going on, but yeah, they accidentally sent me a Mono X. I'm very excited about it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, they were not supposed to send me a Mono X. Were they so? Was this in place of something so, else, or in place of something that I don't think I can I can actually talk about right now? Uh, a new type of okay, printer. Fine. Uh, yeah, that they were supposed to send and uh. They put me down for the Mono X, and so they're just like, okay, have fun. <laughs> Close, Close enough. enough. <laughs> we'll send the other one. <laughs> yeah. You know, I still have an FDM printer that I haven't figured out how to use Is yet. Is it the, the Viper? I can make a pretty big canoe, possibly. That's a good point. Actually, the, the larger scale models, the FDM like that, you could make a real, real good size print. Yeah, I mean, uh, that Mono X, I can make the Brent itself in that Mono ah, X, like, pretty big. Oh, yeah, buy it, buy it yourself. The canoe, yeah. maybe I get an FDM printer. Yeah. Uh, or just, you know, you could slice the canoe in half, do one half, then the other half. Oh. That would be pretty easy to do. Oh, man, I just, I just had, like, an idea. I think... I think sometimes the manufacturers of canoes will have, like... Uh, scale models of them really? for sometimes to have in like smaller shops Ooh. if they're trying to be like yeah we got the we got the discovery model in here but um you know we'll have to special order this this camper you know 147 but uh here's here's what it looks like have you seen like the tiny yeah, tents yeah, yeah. in in sporting totally. goods yeah so you and need to I, go buy a tiny I tent i gotta look right? up to see if there is a a smallish scale model old town canoe or something because I could print Brent to the perfect size for that. Oh. You know, you could, you know, you go beyond that too. Um, go get yourself like a little motorboat uh, RC kit, attach yeah. it to the underside of that canoe, and then you get your mm -hmm. GoPro and you set it on the front of that little mini canoe, and then you canoe, <laughs> canoe yourself onto the lake yeah so i don't think 
I don't think it's particularly seaworthy as right it is right the, now, but not, not you know, the print, mount, but, some, uh, mount some floaties on the underside. Yeah, It'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. You need something. Yeah. No, there's there's definitely something stupid to be done here. And I was also thinking about, like, yeah, RC cars or something. Or just put a couple of wheels on this, but entered in a Pinewood oh, yeah. Derby. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man, the, the, things, the things that are possible these days. Let me tell you. We just want to tell our listeners, thanks for yeah, listening. It it continues to amaze us why you stick around for whatever this is, but we're I mean glad you're here. Surprised, hobby? but like good surprised, yeah. A surprise to be sure, but a welcome one. I mean, where yeah. else are you gonna get the hot takes on three D brands? Like we're never gonna get that anywhere else. Yeah. With our fine printers like the Any Cubic Mono X, which uh <laughs> Yeah, you better make sure that the screen is actually connected to the rest of the electronics before you waste too much resin in that, because boy, howdy, yeah. when I was getting mine set up, that was... I, I heard about that, but yeah. <laughs> once, you, uh, once you make sure that connect connection is there, once you have to, like, disassemble half of the printer to make sure that the thing is plugged into the other thing the way it was supposed to be done at the factory... That's intense. Actually, a pretty good printer right. after you do that. <laughs> I yeah, haven't yeah. even turned it on yeah. yet. It's sitting back behind me, I got got to go through it got to do some stuff i don't know it's like it's way bigger than i thought and i'm i've been using a mono at, or not a mono i've been like a regular mono which is like a quarter of the size okay and like i was thinking hey this is this isn't bad this is bigger than my my photon s and it's it's a nice quick mm. printer and then this x comes in the mail and i'm just like i don't even know what to do with like three quarters of this build plate there's so much printer space yeah it's actually really convenient just to uh Instead of printing five or maybe six minis at a time, just print 18 minis yeah, at a I time. Yeah, I can see how that makes uh, sense. It, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you'll, you'll find its uses, but they're, you know, it, it obviously is using resin at a faster pace. And so a lot of times, I'll, even with like a, uh, a liter <clears throat> of resin, you get a couple of right, fills yeah. of, of the vat. That yeah. starts to add up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or actually I was, uh, loading up mine with a little bit of Creality, oh, yeah. uh, resin, mm-hmm. putting the Creality resin in the, uh, any cubic mm-hmm. machine. It works fine. It's 405. Works fine. Well, actually it hasn't worked fine yet. I had a couple of misprints, but, uh. but anyway, 500, <laughs> 500 milliliters of resin, like entirely fits into, uh, that oh, vat. Wow. So, um okay enough, yeah, enough of print in KT. what do we what else are we talking uh, about well today? we wanted to crap on gw for a minute or, or, or whatever speculatively yeah do speculatively so. Yeah. do so that's definitely the word i used earlier <laughs> yeah. so so a, a few minutes ago we were talking about um the mystery of the black box that is some of our favorite mm-hmm. game companies um and so this ties in a little bit with like you know how blizzard activision te- uh, treats its employees um, but floating around like Twitter and Reddit right now is, um, a, I don't know, a statement, a story, it comments from James M. Hewitt, who was a former employee at Games Workshop. He, um, wrote some of the rules that we know and love. I think he wrote like rules for Titanicus and maybe some of the, the Necromunda yeah. game. And yeah, he was just one of the staff 
rules writers for a while at Games Workshop, and he, uh, I think, quit. He, he went on to start a, a game company. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I am slipping on what the name of that yeah, is, but anyway... Uh, before we go any further here, uh, he is clearly a very good writer. He put out a uh, reasonably long blog post that is well thought out, that is uh, mature and nuanced and very reasonable, and you can go read that. We'll try to remember to link that, but anyway, James M. Hewitt, if you look up you know, uh, salary working at Games Workshop or yeah, something. Yeah, I've, sure I've seen it, it pop up a few times today like just kind of in the yeah. wild so i imagine but we'll try and we'll try mm-hmm. and get a link down there for you yeah yeah so a couple of days he had a like a few posts on twitter and then uh, they got a lot of attention so he wrote a very well thought out blog post about his experiences it, yeah. working for games mm-hmm. workshop and how long he was there and how his salary negotiations went and the <laughs> the real take home from all this is that as a professional salaried employee with years of experience, he was paid twenty thousand uh, pounds a year annually. Yeah, and was unable to negotiate for a higher rate of pay. Seemingly so, yes. Which is yeah, um, yeah, and and so, but but before we go any further, like this is one employee. We know one side of the story. Again, if you read if you read the post he did, I mean, he's, he, he does talk about other people. Seems like a very reasonable individual, um, but who are probably getting a, I mean, presumably slight spin on it. But also, um, if you're he was working as a writer, like just from that blog post, you can tell he's a good writer. You, you know that he was working on projects that were successful. Yeah, you know that. Uh, Games Workshop has been very successful and they're paying a salaried employee 20,000 Yeah, pounds, just for for reference which, that's in in US dollars if you're you're not going to do the translation it's $27,800 which yeah is essentially what we would pay somebody who works at McDonald's full time like a 17-year-old starting out uh, I mean, yeah, it depends. Like the some sometimes they they get paid a a whole lot less than well, that yeah. even. But for uh, but for a salaried professional, you'd want to be making more. I would um, think so. And yeah, this is this is uh, none of this conversation. If if you're making less than that uh, per year, that's that's fine. I'm making less per that than that per year, but I'm I'm I don't, I'm not on a salary. Um, True. But yeah, we're not trying to put anyone down. We're, we're what we're trying to talk about is, yeah, does the company that we often love, sometimes love to hate, are they compensating their employees what they're worth? Um, our, when we're spending $35 for a single Space Marine primary right. lieutenant, um, can we use the justification anymore that it's okay? Yeah, it's it's a luxury item, and we want to support the company that makes these things. And uh, yeah, we're, we're supporting artists by doing this. And uh, what if, if the employees at this, this game company are so underpaid 
I don't know that that um, that rationale isn't as strong anymore for why you should spend thirty five dollars on a single model to, right? to a point or eighty dollars on uh, a single yeah. model or yeah. I mean, I'm gonna I'm probably play devil's advocate a little bit because sure might as well. Um, so Absolutely. first we'll start with um, so fifteen dollars an hour is is where they're trying to get minimum wage for the United States right now. That was the big thing at again like fast food restaurants, especially in uh, the United States, was fifteen dollars an hour. That's thirty one thousand two hundred dollars per year. So the in more context, you can get what I mean by twenty seven thousand USD is not even like you might as well work at McDonald's. So like yes, granted you yeah, get to no, work at Games Workshop. It is less than what we should be right. paying McDonald's employees. Yeah, I'm just trying to put this it, into yeah. context, right? It, it is more than what we it is more than what McDonald's actually is paying its employees yes, in many states. Exactly. But yeah, this, yeah. this is what I'm saying. Yeah. Anyways, um, so in in what he was saying in his article was that there were other people even in the same department that were making a lot more money. Uh, the person that replaced mm-hmm. him directly started at twenty six thousand pounds a year, because in their previous mm-hmm. job as a professional, whatever they were doing, they were making like twenty five or twenty six. So they said, "Okay, fine, we'll match you because we want you as a person." Uh, for whatever, that's just what it was. Um, I think that a lot of the things that I've seen and I, a lot of the things that I've heard from Games Workshop is, um the way that they hire is not even necessarily based on what you know. It's your willingness to learn and work. Like you might not know how to paint, but you can work in the heavy metal department because we're going to teach you how to paint, you know? So it's like they're growing a skill along with whatever it is. It's almost like you're a professional intern at a certain point. Um, and I know that's not exactly an excuse to underpay someone, but in the same turn, what I generally see happening is a lot of GW employees go from there to making their own company. A lot of ex-GW employees end up making their own company. Right? A lot of the bigger companies that are rivals to Games Workshop are ex-employees. Uh, so I have a yeah. feeling that even though they definitely financially can pay them more, I think their turnover is pretty high. Like, I have to imagine it's high. Because, yeah, they're, first of all, they're not paying that well, so people are going to get fed up with that pretty quick, even if it is Games Workshop. Like, uh, you're not just getting free models. From what I've heard is you get, like, 50% off, I think, MSRP, which, to be honest, is not, not that great. <laughs> Right, you can pull that on right all day long. (laughs) (laughs) But like, uh, I don't know. It's it's um. He summed it up, uh, in his article, and I actually took the the clipping from this. Uh, So I'm just gonna read this. Uh, So the message here isn't that Games Workshop is bad, but rather. Quote, publicly traded companies incentivize managers to pay their staff as little as they sensibly can, whatever they can get away with, right? Because this is good for profit, and we should remember that Games Workshop is this kind of company and not some kind of magical unicorn factory. They are still a publicly traded company that 
is in it for the money. They don't really care about what we want necessarily. I think that their transparency has been growing over the last few years. And he also said that he, he worked there three or four years ago. It might not be the same company. We hope that it's not, but they aren't very transparent about like what they pay their employees. So seeing something like, yeah, I only get paid, you know, $27,000 a year. Like, well, most people in at least the country that Brent and I live in can't afford to live anywhere for that amount of money. And that's disheartening from a very large company that makes a lot of money. Right. Right. Um, and you really should go and read that whole post because that's, um, you know, that quote there is a good example of, uh, you know, uh, James M. Hewitt is being very reasonable throughout the, the entire discussion and as, as diplomatic as he yeah. can. A really um, good article. And there was also an interesting section in there where he said, look, I worked for the rules writing department. And let's be honest, these products are going to sell whether the rules are any good or not. <laughs> um, and he, I mean, that was actually in some ways the most interesting part that's, of the that's post. That's a good point, actually. Like, look, you know, we, I tried to write good rules. Uh, I worked hard on it. Um, I, I'm happy with what I came out with. But uh, yeah, I think they're willing to to cut that aspect just absolutely to the bone because they know as long as the models look good and the, you know, the picture on the front of the box looks yeah. good, it's, it's going to do just fine. So if they're like a model, they're, they're obviously more model centric then that's kind of the, the gist of that. Mm -hmm. Then that also kind of makes it really annoying when they go, Oh, well at our official tournaments, you, you're not allowed to use any kind of 3d printed, parts on your GW models like okay well if you didn't bother making the game like I don't know it's like you didn't I don't know it's it's a whole circle of right. you know right yeah um and so the the way I feel about all of this is I I think there should be more transparency yeah. so uh and this this goes for I mean any job but um there is Normally, this uh, like uh, taboo about you know uh, coworkers knowing how much each right, other yeah. makes, um, or it's considered bad manners to reveal that you make you know a couple thousand more than the person sitting next mm -hmm. to you, or you know in some cases more than yeah. that than than the person sitting next to you, and but but really, the only person that is benefiting is mm -hmm. management and the people who are profiting off. Right. Because you, you somehow um, weren't as good so, of a negotiator as someone else, even if you're just as good at the job, like that's, it's not great. Right. right. So, so, um, as a, as a consumer, like I said, um, you go into the store and just year after year, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter what job I have and how much money I'm making. It has always been the case that Games Workshop has raised their prices enough for me to go <laughs> like when I <laughs> when, when I get up to the register yeah, and uh, yeah the you know as a as a teenager the box of Cadians that was uh, one dollar per model those same models are now three fifty <sighs> per for for one model and, yeah, yeah. yeah uh just the, the prices are always going up and they're just always always on the line of being completely ridiculous and how could anyone possibly justify this and so 
as uh, as nerds who want these products or, or think they're cool, we are always looking for justifications. And one of them, you know, there's there's always the, the Games Workshops makes makes the best plastic models, which I don't think is entirely true. Uh, I mean, it's close uh, yeah. to true. Like they make good I don't think plastic it's true models, anymore. but I don't. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not super cool with the just definitive oh they make the best plastic models you can't get anything like this anywhere else you can get pretty good models yeah, from a lot can. of companies um and so the you know the next kind of rationalization to allow yourself to spend $35 on a single space marine is uh yeah some sort of a a, a love for the deep history of the IP and the idea you know I am glad that this product exists mm -hmm. and I want this product products like this to continue to exist. So I should support right. the company. And along with that is I should be supporting the talented creative artists who made this yeah. product. And so you are telling yourself that by spending $35 on a single infantry sized model that a decent chunk of that money is going towards the artist and maybe if the reality <laughs> is that i mean and if the reality is that the people involved with creating that model were making uh pretty right. close to minimum wage i mean plus all the valuable experience from working at gw yeah. you know it's it's no, not great i, it's I not can't great. imagine and, and, though that they are paying their sculptors minimum wage because right. there there's so a I think I think value, that's very true right but so I think so I think you're right I think the the people who are you know have the talents that are really making the money are making more but on the other hand I I'm not convinced that <laughs> they're still probably not making what they're worth you and probably. that doesn't make the fact that their rules writers are getting 20,000 a year any less disgusting. Yeah, I mean that that sucks yeah. no matter what, especially yeah. at a company like that 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 like there there has to be a minimum. Like why is that a thing? It's I mean, you want yeah. to make good products, like you need to pay people and granted like like I said before, I think there are a lot of people who are, who are going through it and they're like I want as much experience as I can. It's what I want to do for a living and they eventually mm -hmm. branch out. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's the cause for that. Yeah. We don't know, but like, I have a feeling that if they were like, "No, we're gonna we're gonna pay like people decently and give them, you know, bonuses and all the stuff that you would you would want, right?" That things would probably be just going better overall at Games Workshop. That they would be more transparent because people would be happier. So. Uh, oh man, so many ways we can go on this. So I'll, I'll throw out one point here. Um, the fact that Games Workshop products are so expensive and that possibly they do pay their employees so low on the scale of what those people are probably worth. Um, silver lining, that leaves room for other companies. That leaves room for these upstarts to pay their employees better while also selling cheaper products, which... That's not a bad thing. That's yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, by by Games Workshop finding the axo, uh, absolute uh, boundaries <laughs> right. of of both of those scales that that leaves room for for other companies to 
exist. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, I, like I said, I don't, maybe this is my justification now for not reading rule books. Like if they're not going to care, I'm not going to care. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But you're like, uh, you're also like, uh, thanks like said, Vince we, and we Adam for sending me this what we want to skirmish justify. game <laughs> that I'll never read. <laughs> um, and also you use the word bonus yes so there's been a news article i saw it today actually not there there's been a couple articles and i think it's been over the last six months or even it, the last a lot year during the of pandemic, games yeah. workshop has given one or maybe two pretty big bonuses yeah. to like all of its employees because the profit of games workshop like it's right so now high. is uh uh basically better than the rest yeah. of Brexit. Well, so it's, it's it, as far fine. as they're they're like in the um, top like five percent of the country. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 yeah, there's there's definitely news articles going out about, you know, something like every every games workshop employee got a five thousand pound yeah. bonus because the pro because the company is so profitable. And so one yeah. good Cool. That's that's awesome. Um, and a follow up to that is, I would like to know how much their employees were making as salaries because um, that sounds like an awful lot of good press if they're making a one time bonus of five thousand plus, not enough money the rest right. of the time. Um, so I don't know until until I know more information about what. Um, you know, typical salaries are like and what those practices are like, I'm going to assume that that bonus payment is misdirection and a small price to pay for a lot of good press. And so well, it's, it's to... profit sharing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like they're, they're not losing money. They're just splitting an amount of profit between their 9,500, I think, or 6,500 mm. employees, a lot of people, uh, which ends up being a lot of money because, you know, they make millions of dollars. Um, and and I know that they have done that several times. I remember reading even a couple of years ago before COVID that they did that. And like, you know, yeah, that made me mm. go, okay, cool. Like that's, that's not bad. Like for a company to just openly do that. And that might be, that might be part of their thing anyways. That might be part of their negotiations and agreement is like, Hey, um, you know, you get X percentage or you get X whatever for the years you put in and you earn more through profit sharing. And I've seen that a lot. Uh, especially in the United States, that's that's definitely a big thing. Uh, in the food industry, like if you're a bartender, bartenders get generally get paid less than minimum wage legally, in at least the state I'm in. Um, like, yeah, well, great. but the thing is, because of tips, right? Because of shared tips, and and again, probably the state that great, I'm in is yeah. not. I'm just saying, um, <laughs> they come away with like a lot more than hourly then that would that would actually pay which is why it's a stupid justification i think it's a stupid system but that's why they're doing it like off of the backs of the employer to pay somebody four dollars an hour plus uh medicare medicaid all the stuff the taxes that you actually have to pay as an employer you're paying a lot less on four dollars an hour than you are for someone who's making 15 uh dollars an hour so you can have more employees which will bring more people, more tips, and theoretically, it it like it makes sense, right? In a weird way, 
doesn't make it right. But I think that's kind of where they're Some, on. Somebody rationalized oh, yeah, it, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's yeah. I feel like that yeah. might be the 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 where they're at right now. Games Workshop, they're like, look, we're making money, we got profit sharing, we're gonna pay you less because you get oh, bonuses. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, that I mean that post had it exactly right. This is uh, it's a company. This is capitalism. They found a system that works for them, well, and then um, that people are are fine with, and uh, is is profitable. So like, um. <laughs> by playing by the rules of capitalism that's working and so the statement of they pay their employees as low as they can as, get away as with little as they and sensibly can my as much as they yeah. sensibly can and and you know where where my mind goes is we can change what they can get away with yeah um especially as people with with a voice like if we um yeah if if we I, again, I would like to know more information. Um, if if this actually is a true, pervasive, terrible problem within the company, I think people should be more open about sharing their salaries. It would, it would certainly make for um, some change. Yeah. Yeah, and and if that is the case, um, yeah, I mean, people like us can make the case, can make the point of you know. Mantic is paying their people one and a half times as much. Wow, that is a good practice. Right. <laughs> and you know what? Now that I look at them, this this army here is actually pretty I awesome. Mean, you Mantic know? So plastic like, is um, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. <laughs> Kings um, of War has it going on right now. But yeah, and, and again, just the on the topic of sharing salaries. Um, the the only downside I can see to straight up posting your title and salary and like years with a company on Twitter right now, the only downside to that is that when you eventually quit Games Workshop and try to get a new job, your new employee or employer will pay you less because Games Workshop paid right. you so little. <laughs> um, that's that's true. But for the for the time that you're at Games Workshop, yeah, it's it is it gives you more leverage to know what everyone around you is making uh especially if there's like uh any true discrimination built right. into the system which which there's uh, no evidence of and that wasn't spoken of so i i don't know no yeah. no no but i mean i mean we also just talked about the the blizzard activation right. situation well, the, and, the, um, wherever nottingham yeah. the city of nottingham whatever you want to call it, the province or i don't know uh, isn't suing, you know, Games Workshop for their, you know, terrible, terrible but, yeah. acts of paying people less money than they should. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're making if you're making forty k, and the person next to you is making thirty k, I mean, I know it seems like you know bad manners to make it public that you are making more than the person sitting next to you, and it sees, you know. It, it seems like taboo, like you're like you're bragging in a weird way. I, I mean, it can. I've but been in that situation. You, you, yeah. You are you are only helping the person sitting yeah. next to you who's making less by saying I make forty k. Right. Here. Well, if they, if they and have a review, way, they go in and be like, look, like you know, people talk. Yeah. I know this is what you're paying people. I do just as good of a job. Like that's what I'm worth. Or yeah. or you get fired. Um. <laughs> And I tried to look up some of this on Glassdoor, but I don't want to log into Glassdoor.com to find out the like <laughs> partial information that they have on this stuff. Yeah, I mean so. it's it's tough, and I mean I think if uh, if it goes any further, then then we might end up getting a little bit more information. 
Um, yeah. And, and, and so people are talking about this right now because an employee who last worked at the company in 2017 happened to make a Twitter post. Yeah. And there, there doesn't seem to be any other, like it doesn't seem to be that there is like any crisis going no. on right now. It seems like things are trucking along the way they always well, yeah, have. Just said, like a, uh, but this, this is why people out. are talking about it right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if there, you know, but if there <laughs> is a serious desire for change uh, amongst employees at Games Workshop, I mean... Casey and I are always happy <laughs> right. to talk off the record with anyone. So yeah, and and like I said, the there is there is power if people want to unionize or, or people want to gain support from outside forces, from people who have a voice in influencing consumer decisions. Mm. Yeah, like um, again, like it's it's a question of can you justify the price of a thirty five dollar. <laughs> Right. Space Marine Lieutenant with the statement like, oh yeah, the, the money is going towards the great artists there at Games Workshop. And if there is very obvious signs that that is not the case, <laughs> then um, yeah, check out those Mantic right. figures. Yeah, maybe you may look into some uh, bolt action. Yeah, later. you never know. It's tough to say. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's I don't, I'm not sure where I, I, I land on this whole thing because it's like a lot of it just is speculation, and I know that that uh, he worked there, and, yeah. and that's that was his experience. And like 2017, yeah. that's that's not that long ago. So you have to imagine. No, no, no. But well, like, I've definitely um, been in. I don't want to say like situations, but like, it's like getting an internship, say. Right, like, yeah, have you ever gotten an internship, and it's like, well, we're not gonna pay you, but like, we're gonna teach you how to do all this crap and then you can go off and do what you're going to do you know and it's like there it like the possibility that 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 happens and that's not cool no either. i mean yeah. it's <laughs> it sucks but like okay like uh when i was in school like one of the classes that we had was actually an internship so you you take a a, a semester long internship and then like then you're done you know mhm I'm just saying uh it's it's not an uncommon thing. I I uh had a roommate once who fa fell into some really weird internship program where he found himself being a barback, an unpaid barback. Okay, that's just, that's weird. <laughs> like straight up manual labor, like carry boxes to uh, and from, like get me ice. <laughs> yeah. Get that sweet that sweet sweet experience. I mean, that's a little weird, um, but yeah. Unless he was gonna be a bartender, like my my yeah. buddy uh, bar backed for like six months before he became a bartender, but they paid him for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, so so it, you know, it, it doesn't seem like there's a there's a crisis that's overflowing. It doesn't seem like any of this is super time sensitive. Yeah. It just seems like the the situation that's been going there for a while. Uh, isn't as great as we'd like to imagine. And, you know, Games Workshop has always been a black box where we're constantly tinfoil right, hatting, yeah. like whatever's going <laughs> on there and coming it. up with ideas. And are they, are they evil or just incompetent? And, or why, why is this happening? Or the, the real reason that they're making Primaris Marines? You know, right. But, I mean, you um, know, it's funny because it's like all of that stuff, the tinfoil hat stuff, like 
it only fuels the fire. Like, we're only helping them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the magic of, yeah, like, PR in general. Well, well, I don't know. Like, it, um, I actually think having this particular discussion is good because yeah. if... Uh, if it comes if it comes to be public knowledge that they do not pay people what they're worth, then their pool of applicants will shrink mm-hmm. and shrink and shrink until they have to pay people what they're yeah. worth. Um, and I think that's I think that's fine. Yeah, fine. And again, if you are thinking of applying to Games Workshop, um, just remind everyone that like half priced models is not a form of payment. Right. Like that's just go on eBay. Like, <laughs> like discounts aren't, but but that therein lies yeah, the, yeah. the 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 heart of the matter. That's what I was trying to get to, is that it literally depends person to person what your motivation is for even working there. That's why I brought up the internship. Is it like mm-hmm. is it worth it to you to work in Games Workshop for that experience, even at a loss, and you know it's a loss, and you're not going to complain about it. Because your plans are to go on to something else. Are they taking advantage of people who are like that? Probably. This is what it feels like. They're using that system to take advantage of people who want to work hard for less. Yeah. yeah. And and I think this does have strong ties to the, the Blizzard situation of people who have loved those computer games all their life and uh, used to have a... A good reputation at least whether really? you know, who knows what was going knows, on behind but... the scenes but it used to have a reputation of putting out every game was a winner because they took pride in their products and you know everyone loved games well, and, as far as i know that's uh, not changed and then it is not the <laughs> the unicorn land that everyone <laughs> hoped it was i think the people it. who are working on the games there it's weird i i was just talking to somebody about this not not too long ago before any of this came out but i have a friend who used to work there uh, back like in Diablo three, like when that was first being developed, um, he said it was great. And I mean, who knows? He's a you know young white male, so who who knows? I don't know what his whole situation was, but he's certainly not the kind of person to perpetuate bad shit. Um, he would definitely be the kind of person to call it out. Um, but. Even uh, I was talking to somebody the other day. It was like, you know, like it's a tight knit group like the employees are. They care about what they do. Um, So I wonder if it's one of those things where it's like they're putting they've been putting up with all this garbage because they care about what they're doing. And now it's finally come to a head and it's and it's broke. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. somebody I mean, they had to get the state involved, you know. So I I don't think that. I don't think it's about the games. I, I, I would hate to rob the people who worked so hard on those games and just be like, oh, we're never playing those again. It's like, well, but it wasn't the necessarily the, the CEOs. Right. It wasn't, you know, it's like those aren't like the, the, the employees in the trenches aren't the bad guys here. They're the ones walking out. Remember, right. Right, the the people crawling around drunk weren't the ones Correct. making the games yeah. great. Like, yeah. I highly doubt they were doing the work to make the games good, right? It's everyone right. else going, right. no, I give a shit about this project, and I want to see it through. I know this is a shitty situation, but I want to see this through. And then they left. Like, my friend doesn't work there anymore. I don't know why. He never told me, but, you know. Yeah, 
really, really interesting, weird drama this week in the hobby world. Yeah. Well, always good to always good to talk these yeah, things out. Air the laundry, so to speak. Um, yeah. Just in case it wasn't clear, uh, I I want to think that my hobby bucks are going to pay artists. I think artists should get paid what they're worth. Um, I I think this should be an issue that concerns us all, uh, especially when <laughs> there was such that obvious connection of yeah they uh, they knew they could skimp on the rules because they knew right. that wasn't what was bringing <laughs> in the money. Yeah. Um, if if you tell yourself that you're going to play any of these games sometimes you should absolutely care what the you should care what you should care what the employees make anyway but yeah. uh in that situation where it directly affects your game experience maybe it doesn't affect whether or not you buy the game but it affects your experience once you have yeah. the game um yeah you should care about that and see and that just again this uh, yeah is one person's information it's four years old but the the blog post uh written by james m hewitt is absolutely worth a read yeah boom and on that note thank you again for joining us on another episode of paint bravely if you enjoyed this podcast please help us out by leaving us a review on itunes subscribing to the youtube channel and sharing this message with your hobby friends now, as always, we appreciate each and every one of you for listening, and we will talk to you next time. We appreciate you. Um, do not buy C4, Beta no. Power, Twisted, Limeade, Carnosin, no artificial, or no artificial colors. It is not. I'm sure I paid like two bucks for this. I, I think not, I could have called that for you, like seeing it on a shelf. Yeah, it's called C4, and it's got like bro power in it. Like, dude, no. Dude, I'm sure like the energy drink sitting right next to this with a similar label was You're delicious, probably right. Though. Stupid companies. Uh, two weeks ago, I was delighted with the green can of Red Bull the that had yeah. the purple drink inside with the uh, it was called Dragon oh, yeah, yeah, Fruit. Okay. And it was, sure, I mean, strong. look, they the Red Bull's got strong. it going on. Like they they haven't made a bad drink in my opinion. They they keep their stuff to a minimum. They don't diversify too much, and like because. They haven't made Sprite with Carnosin. No, oh, no, see, Red Bull's idea is we we got your regular Red Bulls. We got your it's diet your light blue superhuman oh, performance. Yeah, I'm just gonna read it. The rest of the screen. flavors of Red Bull are just put vodka in it. That's literally what they're made for. Just throw that out there. I guess we're just gonna keep going. Um, so these this uh, this drink you have does it have something terrible in it that you probably should like MSG in your C4. Beta power, beta power. This clinically studied <laughs> natural form of betaine is derived from beets. Beets are a powerful superfood that supports hydration <laughs> and physical performance. <laughs> are you drinking lemon lime beet juice? Are you kidding? Well, I'm actually glad that the like stupid buzzwords are sort of defined on the can because we got Carnison here. And I okay, read it's yet. not right, some, some amalgamation of stupid. I registered trademark. This oh Carnison. All right, okay, go, hold right. on. This, it's starting off strong. Carnison, this patented form oh, no. of beta alanine has a patented form of beta like, alanine. Okay. <laughs> um, has been clinically shown to fight fatigue and improve muscular endurance. Ooh. Within within minutes of drinking C4, 
registered trademark, you may feel a tingling no sensation way. from beta alanine, signaling that your body You're like is pro- ready. Who is ready to all this go. shit in a gas station? <laughs> Not <laughs> one person. They're going, what the hell did I buy? And reading the can afterwards. <laughs> this is supposed to make you feel better. Awaken, plus, awaken your super is a oh, really bad tag. I don't even know what the tagline's supposed it's to not be. It's not unleash the beast. It's awaken your super. <laughs> awaken your super. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's what we should do is Man, just have a, it's a, got... a crappy energy drink segment. Like, you got these weird-ass drinks going on. Do not consume this product if you are pregnant or nursing. Not intended for children. I not. Recommended for oh, adults. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Store in a cool, dry place. Do not freeze. <laughs> That's terrifying. Okay. The, they recommend it for adults. I, recogni- I recommend this for no, no one. It just like doesn't it, taste good, right? It's been a long time since I've had Diet Sprite, but this is a worse version of Diet Gross. Sprite. With beets. Beets. <laughs> it's freaking beet juice. Uh a superfood, yeah. Oh, yeah, a patented, patented superfood that you feel tingling. I mean, look, if you're drinking an energy drink and you straight up feel tingling, stop drinking that shit and throw it away. That's not good. You shouldn't be feeling tingling in anything. Yeah, ordinarily don't take medical advice from us except do not buy C4 Carnison. I mean, that feels like safe medical advice. I could say that about Monster, too. Like, you probably just shouldn't drink that. I think this is why I started doing this little uh, little gag, though. It's because eventually you run into interesting things. Like, I am legitimately happy I learned about dragon fruit. That's um, good stuff. And I am... And I'm at least glad I know, I mean, this is what we were talking about, you know, brand image and mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I'm curious what's inside the other cans of C4 <laughs> at the, you know, I mean, at if the they have station, some other flavor, but, maybe I would. Yeah. Like know. if, are, are all of their flavors equally bad or are they all bad, but like vastly different? The weird thing uh, is like, or, or is you there, get such a variety. If I had picked a different can, yeah, would be good? that's the problem. It's like. These 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 companies that are coming out with like 20, 30 different flavors, and you're like, look, man, like at two bucks a pop, I'm not gonna invest sixty dollars to find the one that I like. Like you gotta hit me with something good right out I mean, of the gate. And, and the other thing is, if they if they are putting out that many flavors, they need to not take the risk of putting out a really bad right. one that turns me off of their entire well, exactly. company the like, first time I, I try. I would yeah. not go for that. Although speaking of uh, branding and marketing, um. Did you know that we have t-shirts and mugs and stickers and hoodies for Paint Bravely? And I was actually vaguely aware, but uh, yeah. I'm just saying, just just because this is like legit the last, I don't even know how many seconds of this podcast. That's the perfect time to advertise any merch, like literally at the end. So just just, just throw that out there. Links in the description. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I'll buy one. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. All right. Well, yeah. on that note, um, I'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>